A farmer's time is valuable. That's why Blaine's Farm and Fleet has made shopping for your must-haves quick and easy. Simply order online at farmandfleet.com and pick up your items in just one hour in their convenient drive-thru. Or try Farm and Fleet's same-day local delivery option. It's Wisconsin's most complete farm show. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Well, believe it or not, we've got a chance of rain in the forecast almost every day this week. And I think for a lot of people, that would be welcome news. How are you, everybody? Fabulous farm babe, Pam Yankee. So glad to welcome you to a Monday. It's the 17th day of May. And I'll tell you what. Conditions are going to stay nice and warm this week, and we've got at least a sliver of a chance of rain in the forecast basically every day this week. Today we'll have some clouds, but the sun should show later this afternoon. Daytime highs today in the mid to upper 70s. Tomorrow a little cooler, probably the mid to upper 60s, and then back to the warmth on Wednesday with daytime highs right around 80 and Thursday into the 80s. Like I said, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, we've got at least a sliver of a chance of rain every one of those days. We'll check in with all the weather details when Stumacher Ag Meteorologist joins us shortly. We need you and your rain gauge. It's time for the Rural Mutual Rainfall Report, and we need you to text your rainfall reports to 877-301-FARM. That's 877-301-3276. Be sure and include your name and where you're reporting from, because every month we'll pick a winner that will get a digital weather station, courtesy of the Midwest Farm Report and Rural Mutual Insurance. Premiums paid here, stay here to keep Wisconsin strong. You know, it's funny. We just got past another tax deadline. Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yankee at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. Or maybe it's coming up. I'm starting to lose track for the past two years. Everybody's had an adjusted uh, deadline as far as taxes. But I'll tell you what, one thing farmers are always doing is keeping an eye on tax policy that could impact them. And boy, Bob, I'll tell you, you should have seen old Buccarino's ears perk up when they started talking about step-up basis. I, I could have said uh, roast in the oven. I could have said house on fire and not got the response that step-up basis did when it comes to farming. And Buck's not alone. A lot of farmers are really concerned about this proposal by the Biden administration, which would uh, step up the basis as far as capital gains are concerned, could cause some real financial problems for the folks that are left behind. I talked recently with Bridget Finke, an attorney with Valley Crossing Law over in Baldwin in western Wisconsin, on this issue that could be facing farmers. And I asked her exactly what this step up in basis could mean to farmers if this proposal comes to the fore. Well, the the step up in basis, I, I worked for an attorney for many years who used to call the step up in basis the best tax law on the books. The problem is you've got to die to take advantage of it. Um, so just that concept of step-up and basis is that assets that pass as a result of a death get a readjustment in their basis to what those assets are worth as of date of death. So we've got an acre of land that we bought many years ago for $100. That acre of land is now worth $5,100. If that um, acre of land passes due to a death by a will or a trust, that recipient now has a tax value in that acre of land of $5,100. So they can turn around and sell it a week later and pay no capital gains tax. Contrast that with if the original owner had sold that acre of land 
they would be looking at paying capital gains tax on the difference between their tax basis of $100 and that sale price of $5,100 or paying tax on $5,000 of capital gain income. Um, so certainly with land, which is often a very long held and appreciating asset within farm operations, obviously that's a significant advantage, but even more advantageous are those depreciated assets. Our um, tractor that we bought a long time ago and have fully depreciated but still has value and is a good usable um, piece of equipment, at the passing, we get to reset to what that asset is worth and get to take that depreciation expense all over again. So that's the existing law, pretty powerful, pretty advantageous. And so obviously the idea of eliminating that um, definitely would have impacts, particularly on farm operations. So explain again, by eliminating it, the step up in basis and then levying capital gains taxes on it, you know, you got to take advantage of it. You got to die to do that. But what does it mean for the uh, operation that is still there, working on the on that land value, and how it would affect our taxes? Kind of two separate pieces of this. Number one, the elimination of the step up in basis. That means the recipient of that acre of land now has that same tax value of one hundred dollars. And so would have that same tax impact that if they end up selling that acre, they have to pay that five, um, pay tax on $5,000 of capital gain income just the way the original owner was. So, um, not getting us, um, eliminating the tax on that growth. Then if you compound that with the idea that when those assets pass, actually we would, we would treat it as a sale at that point. That would mean in order to pass that acre, it's as though you sold it for 5100 and would have to pay that tax. Now, before everyone thinks the sky is falling, always the caveats of, number one, proposal, not a law. Number two, devil's in the details. Um, you know, often what, what we're reading in news reports is the very broad brush, and often you hear a follow-up about exceptions for farms and keeping things within families. Um, you know, just using a, a different example, the estate tax used to be levied at a much lower estate value, but there was a procedure for special valuation of farmland if it was staying in the family to avoid um, estate tax. So there is definitely a history of creating special rules for farm assets. Um, you know, that said, farmers who are involved in different organizations that do lobbying and monitor these things, you know, definitely a time to um, be in touch, make sure that those views are being expressed and considered before any of these proposals turn into law. And Bridget, as I read more about the proposal, it does say Biden's plan specifically exempts farm operations from this new capital gains tax as long as the farm remains family-owned and operated. Now, how key is that operated? Are We have to operate it as a family farm, or can we lease out the operation and still take advantage of these capital gains? How much should we be reading into that, or are we reading too much into it as far as that operated part? 
Well, back to devils in the details, right? How are they going to define that? And, you know, the tough thing is a lot of times those sort of details get worked out through the rulemaking procedure, not with the act that originally gets passed in Congress. So sometimes you don't even know um, exactly what that is going to mean. I would suspect the broad brush idea is, hey, you shouldn't be able to own it and just hold it as an investor. But you and I both know there's plenty of families in which, for instance, our retirement plan for mom and dad when they step back from active farming is that they continue to hold the land for their financial security, rent it to the family farm operation, um, so the, the farm continues to pay them an income for the use of those assets, but the farm itself is, is you know, now perhaps run by um, several of their children or maybe some children and some grandchildren. Um, and so how that would all shake out in the details remains to be seen, but certainly it's something to keep an eye on, and if the proposal does indeed become law, then we're definitely going to want to revisit the plan in consideration of potential tax impacts. And, of course, in Washington, they don't agree on anything. But this is a proposal. But is it, I behoove the farmer for this plan to go ahead, and if it's going to do this anyway, maybe do it sooner rather than later and not wait for this proposal if it does become law. And as you said, the devil's in the details. We don't know what they are, but uh, what kind of a recommendation or at least alert should farmers be on for this particular proposal that Mr. Biden is looking at? I would say reach out to your advisors to see if there is anything under your particular facts and circumstances that would be advisable to accelerate. Because I would not say it's a, it's a blanket, oh my gosh, everybody should be, you know, transferring everything tomorrow. There is a whole range of size of farms. There's a whole range of uh, plans for uh, retirement. Um, you know, this elimination of step-up and basis is all about things at death, there's plenty of folks who aren't going to wait for death that are going to sell over time to that next generation. So they were always going to be incurring capital gains tax um, because they needed to take advantage of some of the equity in that farm operation to fund their retirement income. And so I would not say that, you know, this is a change that impacts everyone full stop, but it certainly is a major change in philosophy that's very different than what a pretty um, stable set of rules have been for a long time. And it is not unusual then that, that the plan, however that may be, if that's within business documents or state plan documents or both, are hinged on this idea of taking advantage of this, this tax law on the books that may not in fact be there anymore. And so uh, it, it may mean that, hey, there's, there's less incentive to hang on to this and, and, for instance, have it at risk for the nursing home. We're better off moving it sooner rather than later. Um, but I don't want, you know, I don't want folks to hear sky is falling and pitch all your plans um, because th- there's 
lots of reasons for the structure of things, tax being one of them, but not the sole driver of those plans. Yeah, and it's uh, just a proposal right now from the Biden administration, elimination of the step up in basis and levying capital gains taxes on assets passed from one generation to another. However, the plan would exempt farm operations if they're kept in the family. Bridget, how do we get a hold of you over there in Baldwin at Valley Crossing Law? Call us at 715-688-4045 or find us online at wisconsinfarmlaw.com. And if you've got questions, estate planning, things like that, or your operations future, give Bridget a call. Bridget Finke with Valley Crossing Law. I'm Bob Osold. Wondering what the weather is going to be like today? Ag meteorologist Stu Muck will join us in moments right here on the Midwest Farm Report. Being in the Army National Guard is about more than serving your country. It's about being there for your community when your neighbors need you most. The Army National Guard makes college affordable, and serving part-time can help you graduate debt-free. Do you want to stay close to friends and family? The Guard allows you to serve close to home. Serving part-time in the Army National Guard lets you have the life you want. Learn more by visiting NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Wisconsin Army National Guard. Aired by the Wisconsin Broadcasters Association and this station. If your walls could talk, what would they say? I have sent children into fits of rage. I am responsible for a child's speech impediment. I am the reason a child can't read. Just because you can't see lead paint doesn't mean it's not on walls, doors, windows, and sills. Today, lead paint poisoning affects over 1 million children. If your home was built before 1978, log on to leadfreekids.org or call 800-424-LEAD. Brought to you by the Coalition to End Childhood Lead Poisoning, EPA, HUD, and the Ad Council. Stock up on all your spring farm essentials right now at Blaine's Farm and Fleet. From feed to farm supplies, hardware to auto parts to household supplies, you'll find everything you need to keep your projects moving along. Like Krylon Farm and Implement Paint. It's a great way to make older equipment look like new. Now 10% off. Hillman Steel Welding Stock in a variety of shapes and sizes. Now 10% off. Looking for a battery? Check out our battery center for all your power needs. We carry automotive, marine, and ATV, just to name a few. We also offer free battery checks in our automotive service center for your convenience. Plus, check out these great doorbuster deals. Take $5 off Blue Buffalo 30-pound bags of life protection dog food and pick up a Simpson 2800 PSI pressure washer on sale $299.99. Find your must-have items in-store or buy online and pick up in our convenient drive-thru. And now, if you order by noon, try our new same-day local delivery option. That's genuine value from Blaine's Farm and Fleet. Pam is the name. Farm speak is the game. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Well, I surely hope that you had a productive weekend. The weather should not have gotten in your way. That's for sure. Let's talk weather. It's a Compure Financial Ag Weather Monday. Stumach, Ag Meteorologist, checking in with us. Yeah, you know, uh, we were up at the home farm uh, just continuing. to. We only got a couple acres of beans left to go. Uh, didn't get as much done as we wanted because in northeast Wisconsin, Rain showers were part of the weekend. That's not the case everywhere, though, has to? Not everywhere. I'm looking at weekend totals here and there. And, you know, Madison probably did the best from what I see at nine one-hundredths of an inch. Then there's five one-hundredths of an inch at Mauston, uh, a whole hundredth of an inch at Eau Claire, four one-hundredths at Beaver Dam, trace amounts, sprinkles in the Fond du Lac area. 
Just not a wet weekend. Although, boy, there sure was talk of rain, and it looked like it was around. But that's behind us. Yesterday turned out to be a glorious day. Sunshine and nice temperatures, even better today. Sunshine and even warmer. Well, yeah, I know we need the rain, but we can warm up the topsoil. That sunshine going to go a long way at doing that, at warming that topsoil a bit more. Absolutely, a good warm shower would make an even bigger difference. Let's take the sun and the warmth we get that way. The shower chance does begin to edge in on Tuesday. Low pressure in the central U.S. down around Kansas this morning. That's going to try to push rain up into the state. Some rain is falling, of course, Missouri, southern Iowa, even northern and central parts of Illinois today, just south of the Wisconsin border. But that rain will try to wedge a bit further north, and we'll talk about that into the day Tuesday and Tuesday night, uh, the chance of at least a scattered shower, you know, the hit and miss like we had in the weekend. Those chances stick around a bit later on in the week, but the possibility will be there. A frontal boundary waving north and south as a warm front and cool front stretching right through the central U.S. is the reason that chance will be around every so often, and every so often enough moisture builds up out of the south. Little rainfall may very well develop, and we'll keep an eye out for that. It's rain we know we can use, but along with it, the much more mild temperatures this week, that's going to make things look a, a little more progressive. How about that? Because I think maybe we'll see some crops starting to green up even a bit better. I'll have forecast details right after this. When you see water in your basement, it usually spells trouble. Some other insurance companies might leave you high and dry and not in the way you want. That's why Rural Mutual offers a limited water endorsement on their homeowner's policy to help cover flood, sewer backup, and sump pump coverage. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Compure Financial helped us get into our forever home. They helped me expand more than acreage. And helped our dairy grow for the next generation. At Compure Financial, we see potential in every plan. Our focus on exceptional client experience is at the heart of everything we do. And our financial team will help make every step easy and convenient. See why our clients trust us to make their goals possible. Compure Financial ACA is an equal opportunity lender, an equal opportunity provider, and MLS number 619731, copyright 2021, all rights reserved. All right, tell me more about the weather we've got coming this week. All right, it's a lot more mild, Pam. And our Compure Financial Ag weather update is for a fair amount of sunshine here on a Monday. A few clouds build into southern Wisconsin and nice temps. Mid-70s in the south and east, upper 70s, maybe even an 80 in the west. That even includes Eau Claire. And winds out of the southeast will be around 5 to 10. Skies become more cloudy in the nighttime. Mid and upper 50s for lows. East winds at 5 to 10. And then Tuesday, mostly cloudy, especially in the south. Showers could be a thunderstorm popping in later in the afternoon. That rainfall, of course, starting to add up somewhat in the south. Maybe a tenth to a quarter inch of rain, much lighter to the west and northwest. Temps still in the upper 60s and low 70s on Tuesday. Wednesday, mostly cloudy, upper 70s, maybe an 80 again. An isolated shower or a thunderstorm around, not amounting to much. Like I say, upper 70s, almost 80. South winds 5 to 10, less than a tenth of an inch beyond that point. The, the best day for rain that measures up, Pam, especially in the south now, Tuesday and Tuesday night. And after that, that hit or miss shower like the possibility was over the weekend. All right. Well, we'll wait and see what develops. Good deal. We'll catch you tomorrow. Thanks, Stu.
You bet. Take care. Stumacher, Ag Meteorologist, with your Compure Financial Ag Weather Update on a Monday. Compure Financial, your financial partner, committed to agriculture and rural America. Visit Compure.com. And, of course, you can also visit our website for news around Eau Claire, La Crosse, anywhere in the state of Wisconsin. We've got it for you. MidwestFarmReport.com. And while you're there, make sure that you tap into the podcast that we've got available for you 24 hours a day. MidwestFarmReport.com. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. For all the people who want to make good things happen, for the experts determined to help others, for the ones who want to be a part of something bigger. There's a career for you at Unity Point Health Meritor. We're hiring people at every experience level who are motivated to improve lives by providing safe, comfortable care. What does it take to make a difference? It just takes you. Find your opportunity online at joinmeritor.com. Know how much you matter to this world. You rarely think about it, and it often goes unnoticed until your basement or building floods. A reliable sump pump can be a lifesaver, preventing flooding by detecting water levels and pumping the water back outside, away from your home or business. If your sump pump isn't functioning, contact your friends at Benjamin Plumbing. They can replace your existing sump pump, floats, and check valves. They'll even upgrade your current system to include a battery backup system. The battery makes sure your system continues to work in the event of a power outage. Away from home? Receive pump activation alerts on your smart device. Enjoy peace of mind and improve the value of your property with an upgraded sump pump from Benjamin Plumbing. Hi, Dale Benjamin with Benjamin Plumbing. When we say your plumbing problem is fixed, we mean it. No excuses, I guarantee it. Contact Benjamin Plumbing at BenjaminPlumbing.com. Now you've got a friend in the plumbing business. Benjamin Plumbing. Educated mortgage, smartest way Mortgage Man. You're well aware of these gigantic mortgage companies that make it seem as though they can do everything for you rather quickly, when in fact, you end up in a call center where everything is cumbersome and expensive. Learn about our local process at educatedmortgage.com. Educated Mortgage, the smartest way home. Call Dan, the Mortgage Man. NMLS number 222652. You already know that worms approve our shredded topsoil. But did you know that seeds also love our special blend of garden mix? It's packed with nutrients that plants need to grow to their full potential. Visit KalaniTopsoil.com for delivery, or you can simply pick it up at our awesome processing plant. Then watch that garden grow with tons of fresh vegetables or beautiful plants and flowers. Take it from a worm. Trust the guys who know good dirt. Kalani Topsoil. Now that's good dirt. Oh, you know me. Easy come, easy go. Tomorrow's another day. What's the big hurry? Are you kidding me? I have the patience of a goldfish. When I get an idea in my head, I like to let it simmer. Now that's a whopper. Good thing Lazy Boy in Madison has a warehouse full of furniture ready to deliver. Good things come to those who wait. Am I right? No. You're not right. There's a coffee table at Lazy Boy, and I have room for it in my living room now. Fine wine, a fresh bread, a chocolate souffle. But where are you going to sit and enjoy it? Lazy Boy has chairs, tables, and sofas in the store right now. Take time to smell the roses. That's what I always say. And I say a new vase and a new end table are a 
great way to enjoy those roses. Great-looking furniture ready to deliver from Lazy Boy. Lazy decorators love Lazy Boy home furnishings and decor Madison. East Springs Drive near East Town Mall. Looking for that unique, one-of-a-kind engagement ring, something that you can customize yourself, maybe a gorgeous pendant necklace, diamond earrings. The place to go, Goodman's Jewelers. They're an icon in Madison. They've been around forever and right on State Street in their same location, a couple blocks from the state capitol. They're the place to go to when it comes to buying jewelry. Goodman's Jewelers has everything from the more traditional style jewelry for your engagement rings, pendants, necklaces, earrings, to the more modern styles as well. They can customize and create anything for you. Unique, funky diamonds, one-of-a-kind pieces, stuff you won't find anywhere else, and price range for everyone. When you step into Goodman's Jewelers, you'll feel the warmth and you'll feel welcome. They'll treat you just like family. You want to go somewhere where you can trust when you're buying jewelry for that special someone? Then remember my friends and family at Goodman's Jewelers. Right there, a couple blocks from the state capitol on State Street. Goodman's Jewelers. Who was your hero when you were a kid? Neil Armstrong or Louis Armstrong? Roberto Clemente or Walter Cronkite? Rosa Parks or Sally Ride? You're the right age to do something you can be remembered for. Register to become an organ and tissue donor. Even if you're in your 50s, 60s, 70s, or beyond, any age is the right age to donate the gift of life. Learn how at organdonor.gov or call 1-866-99-DONATE. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Health Resources and Services Administration. I was going to ask, uh, I know we'd be breaking some sports director and reporting code if you get me Blake Bortles, you know, autograph, because he is the boat, the true BBB, yeah. not the big baller brand, the Blake Bortles brand. Woo-wee! So, Zach, let me ask you. You don't think I'm Aaron Rodgers. I'm sorry, what? I'm sorry? I was going to say, you don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to be walking around like it was falsely reported last weekend, right? <laughs> yes, multiple sightings. Of Aaron Rodgers around Green Bay. No, I, I, I'm pretty sure uh, Aaron Rodgers is nowhere near, I would think, nowhere near Green Bay at this time of year normally and certainly not right now. Yeah, it seems like they're so at odds he wouldn't even want to be associated with uh, Green Bay. Uh, but uh, let me ask you, Zach. So I asked the question to Rowdy yesterday and some of the listeners, but you know it keeps creeping up. Is the signing of Blake Bortles, is that something we should be concerned about with Aaron Rodgers? Is it uh, just the Packers bringing in a veteran arm for the upcoming camp? Like, what is the signing of Blake Bortles? It's a veteran arm for OTAs and minicamp and, and potentially training camp. I mean, and they, they only had two guys on the roster, right? So they needed another one. They even talked about after the draft, you know, they were they said after the draft they were going to add one. They didn't they didn't uh, do it in the draft, so they added one in a veteran, Blake Bortles. They got two guys coming in as tryout guys. I wouldn't be surprised if one of them gets signed. Uh, it's Chad Kelly and Kurt Benkert that are going to be the quarterbacks for this uh, rookie minicamp. And I, you know, we'll see what they look like. But I could env- I envision probably one of them being signed to be another camp arm with uh, Rogers not you know taking part in OTAs and minicamp. So I, I really, I mean, come on. Come on, Blake Bortles. Like seriously, yeah, the boat. That's, that's gonna be that's gonna be the guy that you're gonna turn to if Aaron Rodgers can't play or Jordan Love is not very good. Like, no, I think it's just a matter of having another arm, a guy who knows um, Nathaniel Hackett, the offensive coordinator, played for him in Jacksonville, knows the system. You know, I, I think that's mostly what it is. It has very if it has nothing to do outside of you know taking some reps off of Jordan Love's arm. I mean, with to- Aaron Rodgers. 
Zach, to be fair, though, Blake Bortles does have less losses in uh, championship games than Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, and they True. both have two wins in the playoffs since 2017. Just and saying. he's actually won more games in London. Correct. These are all these are all accurate stats. I mean, I, there's nothing to refute any of that. So I mean, <laughs> we, we if we could get the competition, if Rodgers would, you know, not uh, if Rodgers actually show up and give somebody a chance to to beat him out, I think he's probably. I think I think this probably pushes him further away from coming in. Just worried about you know losing that competition, but. Yeah. Also, you know, we'll see. Zach, I've never once heard Aaron Rodgers described as the boat, the best of all time either. I've only heard that about Blake Bortles. Just saying. Yeah, accurate, accurate. And he's, you know, and I mean, Aaron Rodgers really can't compete with his haircut either. So uh, these are all very, well, very good things. Well, not to diss on my guy Blake Bortles, but he's he has less hair than Aaron Rodgers. He's a know? hack guy now. He's do, a hack guy. Think I, do you think I didn't know that? Do you think I'm <laughs> saying that I that I'm unaware that Blake Bortles is follically challenged? No, that means he still has a better haircut than the hippie stuff that Aaron Rodgers. Oh, I like uh, Rodgers' haircut. Right what do you mean? I'm like Rodgers' haircut. Of course you do, man bun. Of course you do, <laughs> Zach. I cut my hair. What are you talking about? Yeah, what happened? Because you look like a tool. Uh, no, I love the band tool. So there you go. Zach. All right. Zach Halper, <laughs> sports director, joining us right now. Um, we had a Twitter poll out, like, what's more nauseating or what's more um, – I kind of screwed up the grammar on it. Uh, I autocorrect screwed me. But it's, you know, we're, living in, we're living on Groundhog's Day. What's the, is the more uh, annoying story? Is it Aaron Rodgers' watch or is it the Brewers can't, uh, you know, get any runners across home plate? But, Zach, specifically on the Rodgers' watch – uh, as this thing progresses, and it's like someone's uncle's brother's best friend's aunt's cousin is now like you know making news that blah 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 about Rogers. Um, what 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 is the reality of all this, Zach? Is are we thinking that Rogers is going to be back? Is he going to be traded? Like, what are you keeping your ear in the streets, hearing and thinking? No, I mean, I there are certain people that you you listen to, and there are certain people that you don't listen to. And Mike Holmgren is somebody you don't listen to. Mike Sherman is somebody you don't listen to. Uh, some of the people that aren't actually I think that's what involved. Brett Favre said, too. Someone, you know, Brett Favre is someone you don't listen to. Like, it's just, you know, he's got it. At least just, I'm talking about in this particular situation. What about John watch. Kuhn and James Jones? John Kuhn is somebody that, you know, because he's on both sides of it. He's employed by the Packers, but he's also friends with Rodgers. He wants what's best for both sides, I think. And obviously he wants Rodgers to be in Green Bay. I think he actually has talked to him. And I think if he, you know... If, and he's talked to him multiple times. And if Rodgers didn't like what he was saying the first time, he's certainly not going to talk to him the second time. You bet she thinks your tractor's sexy. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. In the state of Wisconsin, in just the last 24 hours' time, about 10,000 people have completed their vaccine series. That's wonderful, but we still have a ways to go. Rural Wisconsin seems to be lagging behind when it comes to folks that are stepping up to get the shot. Why is that? And is there anything that we can do to encourage the farming audience to get engaged? Talking about that with a Maine dairy producer. Her name is Jenny Tilton Flood, and she's been making it her own personal crusade to basically encourage farmers and others in the rural community to get their shot. We'll talk about that and what she sees as some of the drawbacks to why farmers are lagging behind. That's up before we wrap it up on a Monday. I'm PM Yankee. Now, from the Countryside Landmark Farm News Desk, here's what's happening on a Monday. So today is the 17th day of May. On this day in 1954, the Supreme Court declares racially segregated public schools unconstitutional. 
Now, although that happened in the U.S. Supreme Court, it took years before all schools were desegregated. In a lot of areas of the United States, segregation was upheld for a lot of years. Happy birthday to boxer Sugar Ray Leonard. Also, happy birthday to comedian Craig Ferguson as we roll into a Monday. And now you know. Well, I want you to know it's good news. The Wisconsin State Fair is back on track, and that means good news for the Wisconsin 4-H Foundation. They'll be able to resume their Governor's Blue Ribbon Meat Products Auction. I talked about it with Brenda Scheider. She's the Executive Director of the Wisconsin 4-H Foundation and explains what they've got planned. Well, the 4-H program is alive and well in Wisconsin, and even though some of the programs have gone into a virtual situation, um, we're hoping to emerge from from um, from virtual and get into face-to-face, and that's beginning to happen already. Um, but over the next six months, we'll be seeing more and more live, in-person events and activities, and that's really the, the critical piece, um, is to keep the, the wheels on the bus rolling, um, making sure that our youth are getting the experiences they need, and from a donor perspective, um, making sure that they see the value of their their, their investment in our youth. And that that value is kids that are participating in a program who are getting um, that educational opportunity and who are coming out of those programs um, better equipped to be productive adults. And the thing about Wisconsin 4-H Foundation is you tailor fit for, you know, your sponsors, whatever their requests, their desires, their audience, shall we say, you are happy to flex to that. Absolutely. Because the 4-H program covers so much territory, um, you know, yes, there's agriculture and livestock, um, but there's also robotics and and um, science and technology. There's arts and communications um, and everything in between. And because of that, um, almost any sponsor that comes to us that has an interest in a specific area, we're able to match them with programs that, that meet their marketing needs as well. Well, and you talk about the diversity of your audience. It's not just about the subjects that interest them. It's about their demographics, where they live, their backgrounds. You address that as well. Absolutely. And because 4-H exists in all 72 counties and every corner of Wisconsin, um, both rural as well as urban kids, um, it's not hard to make a connection with an audience that is important to our sponsors. That's really good. Excellent. Uh, Brenda Scheider is in the studio with us, Wisconsin 4-H Foundation Executive Director. Now, the other good news that we bring to you is... One of the staples of the Wisconsin 4-H Foundation's year is coming back. You've got the affirmative green light ready to go. We do. Um, with the announcement that's, that the Wisconsin State Fair is a go, um, that comes uh, uh, with an announcement that the Wisconsin 4-H Foundation's um, Governor's Blue Ribbon Meat Products Auction is also going to be a go, a live in-person event um, held during the Wisconsin State Fair that is a great showcase for our Wisconsin meat industry, as well as raising funds for our Wisconsin 4-H youth. Excellent. And we're so happy. Another kind of new addition for that event. Again, an example of uh, targeting success. Tell us who our presenting sponsor is. New this year, um, the, the Governor's Blue Ribbon Meat Products Auction will be presented by UW Provision. Um, UW Provision is an awesome company run by folks that that understand um, the importance of investing in youth, and the Kalsher family has done an awesome job um, really building a, a, a prime business, um, but also 
understanding that that our youth are are really important and they they feel that they need to invest in our youth and so it's a great partnership welcome and thank you to uw provisions we'll be talking with those folks i'm sure so for people that don't understand what that meat products auction is all about brenda why don't you give them a couple items and remind them they they are welcome to participate it's not like uh this is some kind of highbrow uh, businesses only or anything like that. It really has got a family feel. It does. Um, so the Wisconsin State Fair has a meat products competition for professional meat processors. That competition actually happens in June. Um, and the winners from each of the categories um, will provide us with meat um, that is representative of their their class winning um, products. And we auction those, those um, items to an audience of uh, made up of individuals as well as corporations. Um, and throughout that evening with auctioning those 27 meat items, um, we raise about $100,000 to support Wisconsin 4-H. And now, again, the dates. I mean, I, I know everybody's excited about the Wisconsin State Fair, but let's make sure that they focus in on that date specific. Yeah, Tuesday, August 10th, um, we'll be in the Wisconsin Expo Center on the state fairgrounds. Um, it's a evening event. We start at five o'clock with the reception. Um, then we have a, a, a brief program hosted by this, this woman. Um, her name is um, Pam Yonke, I think. Um, and uh, Pam starts out the program. Um, and then we go into the auction. Our auctioneer is um, back for another wonderful year is Bob Johnson from Milton. And our host for the auction is Ben Bransell, who is the former um, Wisconsin yes. Secretary of Agriculture. It'll be good to see him, too. It'll be good to see everybody face-to-face. I'm so happy to be back and have that as uh, part of my itinerary. Again, Brenda Scheider in studio with us. The Wisconsin 4-H Foundation, live and well, and looking forward to State Fair 2021. Well, as we roll our way into a Monday trade session, markets are a little soft. That's on Wall Street as well. Seems to be some new concerns in Taiwan that they've got more COVID cases. And that means that uh, Hong Kong has decided to put another travel bubble in place. In overnight electronic trade, we've got July corn down two and a half. December corn's down eight at 534 and three quarters. July soybeans are down a penny right now. November beans are down seven at 1393 and three quarters. July wheat's down 11 and a half, 695 and three quarters. On Friday in Chicago, barrel cheese dropped a nickel to 173. 40 pound block cheese was down six and a quarter at 172 and a half. Double A butter finished the week up a penny at 187 and a half. Now, fluid milk contracts for June, they're actually down 31 cents right now at 1905 100 weight. But July milk is up to it, 1966. August milk also down six, currently at 1956 100 weight. More good news. We are back on the road. Our farm tours are going to resume starting September 1st when we head to the Grand Canyon, Zion, and Bryce Canyon. Want to join me September 1st through the 10th? Go to HolidayVacations.com and enter my name, Pam, in the search, and you'll see all the details there. Sign up for daily agriculture updates by joining our email list. Head to MidwestFarmReport.com, enter your email address, and we'll handle the rest. More farm news straight ahead. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. 
Stock up on all your spring farm essentials right now at Blaine's Farm and Fleet. From feed to farm supplies, hardware to auto parts to household supplies, you'll find everything you need to keep your projects moving along. Right now, when you buy four 50-pound bags of AgriMaster 32% cattle concentrate feed, you'll get the fifth one free. Save on 50-pound blocks of Champion's Choice white salt blocks. On sale, $5.49. Help protect your horses from fly bites with Farnham's Super Mask Fly Control with Ears or Classic Extra Large without ears. Your choice, $15.99. And take 10% off Bayland's six-rail utility gates. Plus, check out these great doorbuster deals. Take $5 off Blue Buffalo 30-pound bags of life protection dog food. And stock up on Stanley 40-pound bags of premium alfalfa cubes or pellets. Your choice, $11.99. Find your must-have items in-store or buy online and pick up in our convenient drive-thru. And now, if you order by noon, try our new same-day local delivery option. That's genuine value from Blaine's Farm and Fleet. Prairie Exteriors does excellent work with metal roofing. He's got the best computerized bending tools for the metal. Saves me a lot of money because he does that. He has the ability to bend it right there on the job. Improve the look and value of your property with one of the area's highest rated exterior companies, Prairie Exteriors. Prairie Exteriors, now that's impressive. Good people. PrairieExteriors.com. What if you didn't care about being on the fast track? Instead of flying to the big interview, what if you flew somewhere else altogether? Like a village in Botswana or a tiny island in the Pacific where needs are easy to see. What if you decided to share your skills with others and help someone else get ahead? Peace Corps. Life is calling. How far will you go? To find out more, call 800-424-8580 or visit peacecorps.gov. Roses are red, violets are blue, and you bet she'll be talking farming with you. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Hopefully, a lot of you have already taken the time to make sure that you are not only getting your family and your employees taken care of as far as the vaccinations, but yourself as well. Chatting now with a gal that's been very much involved with what's happening in the state of Maine and the rural community trying to get farmers and others to uh, get vaccinated. Her name, Jenny Tilton Flood, a dairy farmer herself. Uh, So before we get to the vaccination conversation, you know how it is with farmers, Jenny. What's the weather been like this spring in Maine? Well, if we wait a few minutes, it will change. Um, we are getting, we are getting much needed moisture. Um, that's that's the only way we can we can positively put it. We get much needed moisture um, at very convenient times for Mother Nature, and we will patiently wait for that soil temp and all the conditions to be right. We know we've got a window. We're we're going to do it like we do every year. We're going to make it happen. Um, but uh, there are parts of Maine where they've got their their crops planted. Um, but we, we're still seeing some really cold temps at yeah. night, so uh, it's typical May. We, yep. we didn't get snow this week, which is uh, which we did last year at this time. So, yeah. you know. Yeah, very much the same here in Wisconsin. Now, tell me a little bit about yourself, Jenny, so that the audience understands. You've got skin in the game when it comes to production agriculture. I really do. You know, I was the first generation of my family that had not been raised on a farm, um, and for some reason, can't avoid it, found my way back at one just as quick as I could. And, um, you know, I've been married to a dairy farming family since the early 90s. Uh, before that, I was the John Deere parts girl. 
um, in the, at the local dealership. So uh, agriculture has housed and clothed me for a long time, and um, it is the reason I I get to get up in the morning and make choices with my day and my life. Um, it is uh, it's an important part of my my husband's family. We are currently three generations on this farm, uh, farming land that's been in our family for. Oh, hundreds of years, and before that, this land was stewarded and protected by those who came before us um, here on the banks of the Kennebec by the Wabanaki people. So, you know, we're, we're carrying on a pretty heavy legacy of caring for the land and trying to make sure we protect it for the future. So we know that, that we have to do a good job today to make sure that tomorrow carries on the traditions of yesterday. Well, I was just going to say that we, we care for... Um, about 3,000 cows here. We milk 1,500 of them every single day, and our milk goes on the tables of our neighbors, you know, every single day. It's it's an important part of our community. We we are part and parcel of what makes our, our community whole. Now, Jenny, you have taken a personal interest in trying to get the message of vaccination out to your your family, your employees, your community, and other farmers. Why are you a champion of the rural community in getting vaccinated? Well, you know, as a as a dairy farmer, we always say the cows come first. And, you know, we do that because we know how important herd health is. We know how important these animals are. Um, we want to protect them. We want to keep them safe. We want to make sure they're healthy. And, and quite honestly, if we don't keep ourselves healthy and protect ourselves, we cannot do that job. You cannot put the cows first if you do not take care of yourself. And I think that when we, when we think about it that way, we realize that, yes, this is something we have to do. I mean, biosecurity measures are, are pretty much ingrained in us when it comes to our, our herds. And, you know, our dairy farmers need to understand that we have to apply these same principles, the same practice and all of that science on ourselves. And, you know, I do a lot of flying sometimes, and, you know, those flight attendants, they tell you to secure your own oxygen mask before helping those around you. And the reality is, is we have to listen to that. And it's contrary to, like, a lot of us dairy farmers think, but really, honestly, we have to take care of ourselves if we even want to begin to take care of those around us. And that includes our family, our community, and, of course, our cows. Why do you think in rural communities, many rural communities across the United States, why do you think... Uh, that uh, the farming population seems to be lagging behind on vaccinations. You know, it's so weird because um, you would think that those who do take care of livestock and understand the importance of biosecurity and safeguarding the, the health and safety of our cows and cattle would jump on this, would, would get it. I mean, we know the procedures and our crisis drills when dealing with hoof and mouth disease and, and all these other threats to the, the well-being of our herds. So it is, it's confounding to me um, sometimes the, the rejection of the science and the, the refusal to partake, and, and especially in areas where, where ag and farm workers are actually have been prioritized. Here in Maine, it's been an age-based system with regards to the rollout of the vaccines, and, and we are an entirely rural state, really, when you look at it. There's a very small, small portion of the state geographically that would be considered anything but rural. And um, it is odd to me, and I, I, I don't know if it's just a last stand at, at saying, no, we, the world can go at its own pace and we are going to continue here, or 
if it is a political bent or a philosophical bent, but it, it has been quite something to, un, you know, overcome. And, you know, and it's not just that type of philosophy of, of not wanting to do what others are doing. There, there is hesitancy. You want to see how it plays out. No one wants to buy that newest model of a tractor or a car until somebody else kicks the tires, so to speak. And I get that. Um, and, and we do have a great por- proportion of our of our ag workers do have vaccine hesitancy due to their cultural um, experiences, and we cannot deny that. Um, but we have to make sure that we talk about it, we discuss it, we look at the science, we look at the benefits, and and we really evaluate it closely. And I think having an open mind and and being willing to to have the, the discussions is the most important part. And that's how we get to the next benchmark for vaccines and and getting back to 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 making tomorrow what it can be without having to worry about all of these covid related restrictions and and problems and worries what do you advise farmers that are still unvaccinated uh many of them are isolated uh, may have transportation issues definitely timing issues when it comes to all the other things to get done what do you counsel them or advise them to do on their own if they still have not been vaccinated? So, first of all, if, if a farmer in my state has an issue with that, I'm going to find a solution. And the thing is, is that there are solutions. It's just hard to find it. And sometimes if you're the farmer who's been vaccinated, maybe you need to reach out to someone who hasn't and say, I can find a solution. I can get you transportation or we can find you a walk-in clinic. Um, you don't have to try and, and find yourself an appointment. Maybe we can, we can avail ourselves of the system that's in place and, and do a little extra work for them. Um, I also think it's okay to apply a little guilt pressure on them. You know, it's, it's, it's like if you think that, you know, what good is it to worry so much about planting if you're not going to be well enough and people are not going to be well enough to help you harvest? Um, and who is going to take care of those cows if you don't take care of yourself now? Um, but there are plenty of places and plenty of, of agencies, organizations, and, and ways to get you to a vaccine clinic. There are ways to find one that's near you. Availability is something that is easily done. If, if, you, if you spend half as much time on finding a solution to getting a vaccine that you do, finding uh, cheaper and more more available planter parts, then, then this can be done. Very good point. Very good point. Jenny, we appreciate your enthusiasm and committed uh, dedication to the rural community. Jenny Tilton flood along with us, a Maine dairy producer that stayed active in her community, trying to help the rural community and farmers in particular uh, locate uh, a COVID vaccine and stay safe. She is also on uh, the World Wide Web, the Deer 